Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. Welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about church leader engagement. But before we jump into that topic, I want to talk to you a little bit about PeaceWorks University. Yes, PeaceWorks University is your best next step if you've been benefiting from the things you're learning on the PeaceWorks podcast. PeaceWorks University is our online membership community, and it is chock full of resources to help you address domestic abuse from a gospel-centered perspective. You can learn more about PeaceWorks University at chrismoles.org. All right, everyone. Uh, Today, I just want to go back to answering some questions. Uh, I know we've been talking a little bit about comparing and contrasting biblical models with secular models, uh, and I hope that conversation was beneficial. I want to take some time to go back to some listener questions, and we appreciate you guys submitting these regularly and helping us build another bank of questions. And this question is about church leaders. And the questioner writes, there are some church leaders who are eager to learn about domestic abuse, but don't know where to start. What general topics or specific resources would you recommend church leaders prioritize when they're just beginning to build a foundation of understanding? I want to thank you for the question. And I want to thank the the church leaders, ministers, pastors who eagerly want to learn And that's been something that it could be easy for us uh, to criticize, to be negative, uh, because there there is and there are some individuals who maybe oppose some of the concepts that we talk about. Perhaps there's still fear that's lingering. Uh, There's doubt. But there's an overwhelming uh, majority, I would say, a large portion of pastors and ministry leaders who are desiring good information, that they're looking to improve on their response to domestic abuse. And so we're thankful for you. If you're a church leader, pastor, ministry leader, and you listen to the PeaceWorks podcast regularly, we are absolutely thrilled uh, that you are here. <clears throat> so with that said, um, let's talk a little bit about the question here. So there are some church leaders eager to learn about domestic abuse, but don't know where to start. And so the questioner asked me if I can prioritize a few things and I'll try, but I I do think maybe the first step might be, you know, obvious, but a little counterintuitive. It's obvious once I say it, but maybe it's not where our brain goes. And I'm notorious for saying it's a, it's a hazard of, of an old uh, CMA catchphrase that we used to use, which is prayer is the first work. It's not the only work, but it is the first work. And so I always try to come back to that with leaders and say, you want to prioritize care. You want to prioritize your knowledge. You want to understand really first take it to the Lord in prayer. And there's a couple reasons why this isn't just trite. This isn't just uh, a bumper sticker, but it's, it's imperative is I would encourage you as a team in particular, if you're a team of leaders, maybe it's just you and your wife or you and your husband, um, really take this concept 
to the Lord in prayer. Because not only will you encounter some of the most difficult ministry experiences um, of your career in addressing domestic abuse, um, you will also need a tremendous amount of discernment and strength. And so it's, it's not meant to be trivial to say pray. It's meant to be a priority. I, I really believe if you're jumping into this work and if your ministry team really wants to engage in intervention and prevention, I would start with prayer. Prayers to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Prayers for the Lord to give you discernment and wisdom. Uh, prayers that the Lord, you know, grants you, you know, all the things that you need for the work. I say the fullness of the Spirit because you're going to need the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to need gentleness and patience and kindness. And again, I, I bring this up because a lot of church leaders that I have worked with jump into kind of two ditches prior to prayer, right? And the first ditch is to immediately run as a rescuer. Like we've got to get down and dirty. We've got to get as practical and as pragmatic as possible. We've got to get into the mud. We've got to get into the, the loss and the grief and the hurt and the pain, all of which is a good thing. You're not going to hear me say that that's a bad idea um, in and of itself. But when we rush to rescue without bathing the matter in prayer, asking the Lord for help, being prayerfully dependent upon him, I do think we run the risk of becoming people's saviors, of, of becoming many messiahs rather than allowing Jesus to do the work of salvation, allowing Jesus to do the work of sanctification. Uh, and we don't, we need neither that burden nor that responsibility. We instead need to be faithful in, in serving folks. And so pray. The other ditch uh, is to, um, not pray for discernment, but just begin to dissect. And so I've seen church leaders who are like, we're going to construct a series of papers and policies, and we're going to have every imaginable nuance covered in a Bible verse to proof text, every possible position that we can have. And again, I'm not opposed to policy and procedure or paperwork. I think you should have positions, well-established positions, but those two must be, must be bathed in prayer. Rather than jumping in to the pragmatics, we need prayer. Rather than diving in to the details, we need discernment. And um, that begins with the work of prayer. Beyond that, I think resourcing and education is your second move. You've bathed the matter in prayer. You want to be faithful. Um to the work that God's calling you to. You want to learn more about the complexities of domestic abuse, domestic abuse ministry. So I would begin um, education. Like I'm going to pick, let's just say we pick just kind of a series of books or resources that we're going to prioritize uh, for our team. I would actually start, and this is not domestic abuse specific, but it is free, and I think it's helpful. I would start with the Becoming a Church That Cares Well curriculum. I believe that's still at churchcares.org. 
you and your team can view that entire video series for free. And while it does cover all aspects of abuse within the church, I think it could give you a good foundation um, for understanding the complexities of the issue, the necessity for talking about power and control, understanding some of those best practices that maybe elude us uh, sometimes as church leaders. And so I think that is a good starting point for you and your team to begin working through concepts of abuse. Uh, Second, there are some booklets that I actually think if your team is, you know, trying to to learn, there's a series of booklets that they're about chapter size. So they're small booklets that I think do a really good job of giving an underpinning, right, to the discussion. So you've got the church that cares well for the abuse. It's uh, church cares. So you've got this big philosophical tub of information that's going to be helpful. And then you kind of put some underpinning on it with um, booklets by the Discovery Series. That is the uh, booklets produced by Our Daily Bread. And they're, again, very small. They're no cost, no obligation. So at this point, I've given you or will be giving you five resources that are 100% free available to the church. Church Cares and then follow it up with the Discovery Series booklets. I'm going to try to remember their names. I don't have them in front of me, but I believe the first is When Violence Comes Home. The second is When Words Hurt. The third is When Power is Misused. And the fourth is God's Protection of Women. I think these four booklets are so easy to read, whether you agree with all the concepts or not. They are a wonderful place to provide some some underpinning to the foundation of church cares. I get the big broad view of church cares, and now I get four specific smaller categories to work with. Violence, power, scriptural understanding of God's heart for women and the vulnerable, and emotional abuse or verbal abuse when words hurt. So when violence comes home, when words hurt, when power is misused, and God's protection of women I think are a great second tier of education. Then, then I'd move on to some of the, the books. I'll give you a few off the top of my head. I think a great primer for the concept or the con- content is Darby Strickland's Is It Abuse? I think a good understanding of um, the victim experience is Joy Forrest's book um, called To Peace. I think a good book for understanding perpetrators and working with perpetrators from a church perspective would be my book, um, The Heart of Domestic Abuse. I forgot my book's name. Uh, and then there's others that fall in that category. Content on the Self-Centered Spouse by Brad Hambrick, uh, The Emotionally Destructive Relationship by Leslie Vernick. And you can begin to layer, right, uh, that content. But Church Cares, those four booklets, kind of the biblical counseling arc of material that's out there, right? Uh, And then you can move on to some other aspects that might be helpful to you. Uh, PeaceWorks University, our online membership community, could be a great help to you and your staff. The IBCD observation videos on domestic abuse that feature myself, Joy Forrest, and Jeremy Pierre could be 
a really great resource for you and your church to see in action kind of how biblical counseling works in an abusive situation. And so those are kind of just a layer on layer. So if, you, if we're building our domestic abuse response and education like a house, church cares would be kind of a good foundational element. Uh, those four little booklets would actually be nice little you know underpinning to the foundation. The walls might be those books. The digital content might be uh, the roof. And that's a great way to get started. Now, if all of that is overwhelming, like I just gave you this list of resources that is completely overwhelming, I understand. And I want to say two things to that. Number one, praise the Lord that I was able to take nearly 10 minutes of our time or five minutes of our time just to list resources. 10 to 15 years ago, we did not have those resources. And I think we are better served now in the Christian community than we've ever been before. So understanding that we have almost an embarrassment of riches when it comes to resources than what we had just 10 to 15 years ago, uh, that's something to praise the Lord for. So keep keep that in mind. I I think another aspect of the resources is it can get a bit overwhelming, so you might want to consider working with an expert um, on just discussing this further. Uh, We have found that one of the things that we do at PeaceWorks that has been most beneficial is having awareness events. And um, sometimes the church will call, and kind of the first goal of the church might be, you know, can you come in for a weekend and train us? And I think one thing you need to hear me say, and I think most of my friends in the work would say the same thing, a, a weekend training will not equip you to do domestic abuse ministry or do it well. This is a very complex ministry. There's a lot of moving pieces. doesn't mean that you shouldn't serve people. You should. But we shouldn't assume that a one-hour lecture or a six-hour conference is going to give you everything that you need to take the next steps. However, having somebody come in who's experienced, who understands the concepts for an event, if your church can afford it, uh, is a great way to expose people to the need, the severity of the problem, and a gospel-centered response. And I'll often tell people, especially when I'm doing training on working with abusers or working with perpetrators, is I'll say, I want to give you enough information to be inspired and compelled to take the next step, to continue learning, and enough information to scare you so that you don't start it, so you don't start doing it today, right? I want you to be a bit fearful of jumping in, and I want you to be more encouraged to get more training, more experience, and more skill. So having uh, events and trainings, those are are huge assets uh, to the work. Um, Connecting with ministries or agencies in your area that can help you would also be, I think, a wise move. Now, some of our friends will be a little uncomfortable with the idea of, say, partnering with secular agencies. So if that's you, if you really want a biblical worldview, then reach out to us, reach out to our friends at Called to Peace or another ministry or organization or individual that you trust uh, in the work and see how if we can 
work you into our schedule and perhaps help train your church. That would be awesome. Um, but if if you want perspective and you can balance perspective and you feel like you can be discerning, partnering with some of your local agencies could be a huge win for you and your church. Just discussing this with the local shelter, law enforcement, or other teams in your area that already work in the field of domestic abuse could give you a lot of clarity. I know our local team here, we have a, a local sheriff's deputy who for years has done training. Uh, he happens to be a believer, but um, his training is not always um, Christian-centric because he teaches in a lot of environments. But having someone like that come and just do an overview, I, re- I recall doing a training with him. He's a good friend of mine. And we were teaching a, um, a denominational region, like a local denomination. And, you know, in an hour, he gave a domestic abuse masterclass. It was so much content, so well delivered, that I thought even in that brief hour, he served those denominational leaders incredibly well. Honest, um, truthful, full of integrity, and, uh, and accurate and, um, and engaging. And so having someone even from your community who has experience stepping into your world could be uh, a helpful addition. So there's a lot of ways that you can go, but let me just try to recap because the question says, how would we prioritize? Um, pray. Expose yourself to good resources. Continue to discuss don't fall into one of the dish, the ditches, right? Really stay centered on uh, meeting people's needs, being Holy Spirit filled, being prayerfully dependent uh, as you move forward through the resources. Uh, topics that you want to cover will vary. I, I do a talk where we talk about um, kind of churches preparing, and you will want to have practical discussions. Like you do need to talk a little bit about your understanding of domestic abuse and all of the categories that kind of flow around abuse, emotional, spiritual. You want to you want to really nuance that in your discussions before you just have a knee-jerk reaction to others. Also, you want to have theological discussions. You want to make sure that you guys and gals are discussing uh, aspects of authority, power, divorce, um, theological concerns and concepts that are going to come up in your discussions. So uh, I hope that is helpful. I hope that um, that adds a little bit of clarity for the questioner. We are thrilled when church leaders want to engage. Uh, We are hopeful when church leaders contact us, and we are amazed. I really am thankful for the number of leaders. And I know the the bad ones get the press, as they should, right? Um, The Poor responses get the press as they should because we've got to correct that stuff. We have to hold people accountable uh, for hurting others in their responses. Um, But it is encouraging to me the number of pastors, church leaders, godly ministry leaders who want to serve people well. They know they won't serve them perfectly, but they want to serve them biblically and they want to serve them well. We're so thankful for you. Continue to learn. Continue to grow. And we're grateful that we get to be a part of that. If you are enjoying the PeaceWorks podcast, if what you heard today has been helpful to you, would you rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever the platform you're listening on, 
whatever metric they use to determine that uh, that you value us, would you let them know that you value the PeaceWorks podcast? We certainly value you. We're so thankful to get to serve you week after week. So grateful that you're part of the PeaceWorks podcast family. Until next time, God bless.